Influence Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Eckes, a serial entrepreneur and social media guru that has an infatuation with all things business related. On the show, we bring together brands, creators, and thought leaders to discuss the power of influence. Each episode is jam-packed with learnings, firsthand stories, and conversations from guests that truly have their finger on the pulse. Stay tuned as we dive into the stories and explore the impact they're making by getting under the influence. Okay, we're going to dive on into it today. I am geared up. My skin is hydrated. She is dewy and she is clean. She is so clean. Today, you guys, I am bringing on Austin Waberg and Hannah Minardi from Standard Self Care. Standard Self Care is redefining clean beauty by creating results driven skincare remedies at the highest standards of self care. Developed by a team of wellness and skincare experts, each product is crafted for high-performance lifestyles, all while prioritizing transparency. These two are just a dynamic duo. Like, I must say, like, they shared a little bit about their each of their backgrounds, and I definitely hit like asked some hard-hitting questions about this category because, let's be honest, skincare is super saturated, and it's starting to become a thing where we're starting to acknowledge and educate ourselves on what's in our skincare. But up until then, it's really it was really hard to understand what to buy. I mean, even Sephora now is starting to educate people on their skincare and how to properly, you know, set yourself up for the proper routine based on, you know, your type of skin. But one of the coolest things about this whole episode was not just the fact that they're using the highest quality ingredients and they're kind of reverse engineering the brand around what standard they want to set. But the coolest part was that they were really leaning into the fact that it was okay if they were part of this saturated market. It was okay if they were entering into a category that was super hard to market. In fact, they looked at this brand and said, we're going to quite literally stand above the rest just by being ourselves. In fact, I asked them the question of who is their biggest influence. And it was quite honestly an answer I don't think I've ever received on the podcast. So... Without further ado, let's welcome Hannah and Austin to the show. Hannah and Austin, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you guys on. I have recently become kind of a skincare buff. I just turned 30 and I've been told that I need to start using eye cream and all the things. And so I've been really playing around with all different types of skincare. And I'm so excited to talk with you guys because you guys actually sent me your products and I've been loving them. So I want to get into the story behind Standard Self-Care and really what brought you guys into the world of skincare. Why did you want to go into it? Yeah, thanks for having us. We're excited to dive in, get to chat with you about all things standard and how we got here. Absolutely. So give me give me the breakdown. You two have known each other. You guys are friends. You kind of go way back. Where did this start? How how did the friendship begin? And then how did it lead into this business? Originally, so we're both from kind of like the healthy CPG world. Um, whether that's juice, just healthy products, healthy bars, pretty much everything that you see in like Whole Foods, Erewhon, if you're from LA, Sprouts, if you're from all over the place too. I think we started very young in that world, right? We were fortunate enough to work with a lot of different CBG startups. Um, my first job out of college was with Suda Juice, 
very, very fast growing juice company. Okay. Diego. There we go. And that's actually how well, we went to the same school. And then Hannah and I kind of became close working friends, I would say, um, because she knew a lot of the same people that were working with me at the time. So that's how we met. Uh, we both went to Loyola and Marymount University. And while we were kind of just going through the steps of exiting college, I would say, I went to school for entrepreneurship. She dropped out early to work on another startup. So it was kind of just like fate would have it. We knew the same people. We're interested in the same things. And we were both kind of uh, health freaks to a certain extent. I would say Hannah more than myself. I just love to work out. So I kind of ate whatever I wanted. I was playing, <laughs> but Hannah tuned me up real quick to uh, to my liking. And I was just kind of like, okay, I probably should start eating healthy and looking at labels and things like that. But originally, I come from the e-commerce world. I would say just selling products online was kind of my forte at the time after working at Suja Juice. Um, and one of my buddies, who is actually our third co-founder, approached me. He's like, hey, I think I have a pretty good idea. He's also a male, obviously. So the first thing that I thought of was like, okay, we have these skincare products kind of like lined up. We were working on the formulas a little bit. I think crazy. And I was like, this is interesting. We're two males in a, in a definitely female-oriented consumer. Uh, business. So I think we probably should have a female just to get their opinion, <laughs> just in case we don't create something that no no female really wants to buy, considering it's probably 90% of our market, right? So that's when I just kind of thought of Hannah. Honestly, one thing that we knew we were lacking was just like the branding aspect. I am not a designer, don't claim to be, never have. And everything that I've ever seen out of Hannah's portfolio has been like 10 out of 10, right? Uh, every product she's designed to sit on shelves at Whole Foods, et cetera, has been just immaculate. I'll put it that way. So I might not be able to design anything, but I can definitely uh, definitely know what looks good. I'll put it that way and sticks out on the shelf. Um, so from there, I actually just think I just texted you, right? Yeah. yeah. I just texted her and I was like, hey, I have a, we have an idea and we might have some ingredients pulled together. But I think with your expertise in ingredients, the CBG industry and just general branding, um, you're going to make it look beautiful and perform even better. Wow. Incredible. So Hannah, I take it you you have a previous backstory as well that has to go into designing in the CPG world. Can you share a little on that? Yeah, for sure. So Austin kind of touched on it, but I was a part of a really fast-growing startup um, right when I got to school. So I ended up actually taking a leave of absence. I mean, I dropped out, but they call it oh. a leave of absence. <laughs> yeah. Got you. It's okay. So yeah, so I ended up working there I initially when I got involved there was a lot of uh moving pieces to business but it was super super early on and so from there I was able to work on and build the entire brand identity of that startup and like Austin was saying those products were basically in every national retailer that you could name from Target to Kroger to Whole Foods and so and I had that experience of having product on the shelf at seven I think mean, I was 17 when it started and then thought I was 21 with that brand. And so from there, I think a lot of people had seen that product and kind of what that brand did. It was really fast growing. And so I ended up getting to work on quite a few other CPG products as well and just other wellness brand in the wellness space. I did some consulting for Nike as well and being able to bridge large companies like Nike with smaller brands as well was something that I worked on. So yeah, I've been taking all of that into consideration. It was kind of like the perfect fit to jump on board with Standard. And I think just in general, like even backing up further than that, all of us personally are very obsessed with the health and wellness space and take our own wellness 
journeys very seriously. So Austin, like was saying for himself, for myself too, it's just always been something I prioritized our other co-founder as well. Just very, I guess you could say like extreme users when it comes to health and wellness products. I personally love just something first to find being like the early adopter to a lot of like health food products or just better free products or other co-founders doing like DEXA scans every, you know, very regularly notes of that part of that percentage. And Austin also is very passionate about the wellness space. So I feel like for us, when we wanted to dive into standard and what that meant for all of us, it was creating products that were in the better food space, but taking kind of what we knew from other brands of what wasn't working and getting to pour that into this. Wow. So I love that you guys both come from the CPG industry and like, you know, obviously you have this eye and you got such, you know, amazing, incredible experience. So young, you know, and Austin, you have this background as well. My brain naturally goes, why skincare? Out of all the different realms of health and wellness, what made you want to jump in there? Because again, just knowing the the little bit I know just from working with skincare clients and just seeing the industry, you know, from a third degree of separation, it seems really saturated. And it seems like really hard to kind of break into that. So what what were you guys thinking? I mean, was this something where you guys kind of struggled with this? You had a skincare journey or kind of give me a little background on why you wanted to dive into this industry. First of all, your skin is your largest organ. So for us and being very wellness and just overall health obsessed, it's something that can give you so much confidence as you go throughout your days and is something that affects every area of your life, even though sometimes that can be kind of um, put on the back burner compared to other elements of your health, whether it's like working out or what you're eating, what you put on your skin is just as important. So that was something that we really thought about with taking skincare. Also just the market in general, I think was very interesting to all of us and was initially what kicked off us in this industry and then also just creating a self-care brand so the brand we call it standard self-care that's why it's not standard skincare because we wanted to create a brand that stood for a lifestyle and and giving people the opportunity and encouraging them to have their own self-care moments and prioritizing that and how important that is for your overall health because as we all know, if you just eat perfectly and work out the perfect amount, that doesn't always equate a perfect, healthy lifestyle either. So you have to have your self-care moments. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. So Hannah, it's you and these two guys. What is that dynamic like? How has this partnership grown? Like, because, you know, I think again, when, and I, and I'm, I'm touching on these like points because I feel like, again, as the average consumer looks at skincare, you think it's very, you know, it's female forward. That's the major cons- the consumer archetype that's purchasing. You know, you have, and you have two male partners. So what does that dynamic look like, looking like for the skincare, you know, brand that you're building? Yeah. Well, that was probably one of our very first things that we addressed and we started standard and we started thinking about the branding and how, you know, how we wanted to name it, what we wanted the products to look like. And we wanted all the products to be something that we're neutral and that, you know, obviously we are aware that probably a lot of women would be first to purchase it, but that, you know, if the products were sitting at someone's home, like their boyfriend or their husband would feel comfortable using them or maybe even purchasing them themselves. So 
that's something that we took into account when working on the branding of it and the entire packaging design is something that's neutral and we wanted it to be able to live in anyone's bathroom. I definitely love your packaging and it feels really premium without it feeling like it's going to be too expensive. Like just the color and just the type of packaging and the way that everything feels feels really nice. In fact, I love the moisturizing pump. I've been traveling with it. I brought it to New York with me. I've been using it every day. Also, the texture of the moisturizer, and we'll get into the actual product itself, yeah. but is so light and nice. Like even under makeup, I'm not, I'm wearing a little bit of foundation today, but even under makeup, yeah. it's, it's awesome. So really that one definitely stole my heart for sure. Yeah. It's funny because entrepreneurship, like even if you see like all these influencers or e-commerce people online, they're like, if you're not scared of like the first product that you launch, like yeah, you've done something wrong. Um, I would say we took a little too much time probably to uh, to start that. It probably took us like two years total to develop not only the formulas, to just getting the exact glue that we wanted, right? Uh, from the tops to the bottoms, we needed everything matching like perfectly. I think that was just our young minds at work, right? We are perfectionists at heart. So it was very interesting. And it was middle of COVID too, when we were really getting samples in, um, both from packaging and things like that. So it took a little bit longer, which delayed the process. Right. At the end of the day, we were always like, okay, should we just launch this right now? And everyone's just like, no, we got to make this perfect. If we're going to launch it, it's going to be perfect. So some people would consider that a misstep. I think for us, it's just like natural. Um, we wanted everything to be very precise down to the ingredients, down to the packaging. And even the name, you touched on it. I think the greatest part about our name and why we chose it, right, is it should be standard for everybody to have a routine. It should be standard for everybody to do skincare. Um, it doesn't really touch a certain demographic more than it does everybody else, or at least it shouldn't, right? Um, it's important to everybody's routine, important to everybody's day, and important to everybody's health. And that's what we like to really do is make it standard in everybody's box. And that's why it's really a standard to higher power. We want our brand to be a higher standard for whatever products that we develop. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it sounds like you're going to take it a little bit deeper than just skincare, which I'm excited mm -hmm. to see what you guys come up with next. Yeah. But let's talk about the products themselves. Mm -hmm. So can you guys share with me maybe what, what was one of the first products you guys started with? And then where, where are you at now with SKUs and just the different product line? Yeah, so we have three products that we launched with and we still have those three right now is kind of our core line. We have a hydrating Omega Plus cleansing balm, which is our is definitely a fan favorite. Everyone loves the cleansing balm. It's such a great gentle cleanser. If you haven't ever used a cleansing balm, it's definitely different than your average cleanser, but it's very gentle and your skin instantly feels different when you use that versus just a regular gel cleanser. And then we have a daily moisturizer which is what you were talking about. And that is like your perfect everyday, you can use it in the morning or night moisturizer. The formula is very unique. I've yet to see another moisturizer that has the same kind of feel. It's very lightweight, but it will yeah. retain moisture for a very long period of time. That's due to a few of the key ingredients in it, but it's it's very unique because you can use that at night and it's gonna, you're still going to feel hydrated in the morning, but you can also use it in the morning under makeup like you were saying and it's gonna keep your skin nice and glowy and then we have our eye cream which to what Austin was saying earlier the product that took the very longest to formulate was the eye cream 
it's we call it our anti-aging treatment and it really goes deep within skin layers and has amazing clinical effects to the eye cream and so yeah we took probably triple as long to develop that one and that kind of goes back to our branding this of, of wanting to be a higher standard and that's one product that i knew for myself and my own skincare use if i don't notice an effect from an eye cream i kind of you know maybe skip that step some nights or i have like a I couldn't grave of eye creams. I'd never used the whole thing. <laughs> and so when we were developing that, we really want to make sure there was an actual effect that you felt and could see a visible difference. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, we're pretty proud of that product and how it turned out, but it, it took us a while to do and a lot of precisions. Absolutely. Get Super is an instant wellness beverage brand created by moi. So good, you won't believe it's instant. It's for those seeking convenient energy sans the jitters. That's right. We put good old-fashioned broad-spectrum hemp CBD into our organic Arabica instant coffee. It's probably Arabica, but I call it Arabica because it sounds more fun. Get Super and our hemp extract contains all the naturally occurring cannabinoids and turpentines. We include about 20 milligrams of hemp per each stick pack to give you all the fun, calm energy, plus that true entourage effect. All the benefits without getting quote unquote high, as all of our products are non-psychoactive. Get Super has been featured in Forbes US Today and was named top startup to watch in 2021 by Yahoo Finance. Also, you guys, Get Super has helped me with my anxiety. It helps me sleep better at night. I've mentioned to you guys my whole mental health journey. And honestly, this company was a just passion and project of love because of what I've gone through and what I've walked through with my own depression and anxiety. I hope that it will help you the same exact way it has helped me. So go ahead and get your 15% off by using the code under the influence 15 at checkout. That's right. Under the influence 15 at checkout. I want to ask you guys with all of these different ingredients, you know, you have on your website that these three products, they're non-toxic, they're cruelty-free, they're vegan, paraben-free. How are you guys kind of maintaining that, you know, new standard of standard self-care? Like, how are you kind of looking at the ingredients and looking at the way that it's impacting people's skin, you know, or like really researching the different things that go into skincare? Because I know that's all a huge topic right now as well, is that skincare can be packed with just really nasty chemicals and things that will actually hurt you. So how are you guys kind of breaking that and looking at these ingredients and sourcing them? Yeah, it fits hand in hand to kind of um, what you said earlier about like, how did we choose to do skincare, right? We saw a bunch of stuff online, right? And a bunch of stuff everywhere in stores and really measured our success against like other, other products, right? You look at your competitors and you say, what are they doing that's working? What are they doing that's not working? Can we do something better? right? You're solving a problem there. And from the jump, before we even really talked about like what we're going to put in our products, we actually talked about what we weren't going to use, right? And that's where that list of no's that you said, uh, we call them our list of yeses and no's. Um, Things that we never will put in products to keep them truly clean, right? A lot of brands. And if you look at like the cruelty-free range and and the rage of that kind of era, right? Which it was really just a very short period of time in our opinion. Um, we yeah. wanted to include that, but then how do you include that without 
kind of dissolving anything else within your brands or your ingredients, right? We just came up with a list of things that we didn't want and that we would never include in our products to ensure that they just stayed super, super clean. That was rule number one, right? Wow. Um, rule number two that we came up with was like, okay, if we don't have a lot of these things, because the bounce back from a lot of, and you probably know this from your time in marketing, is like, okay, brands will do this. Oh, well, they have this because this, right? It makes it more effective because of this. We look at effectiveness more from like an efficacy standpoint, right? That's why this new word of like cosmeceuticals was kind of born, right? There's cosmetics and cosmeceuticals. It's getting that pharmaceutical feel and result is more important than anything else. So we had to have results driven, right? Is a huge part of our brand. We wanted the result to come from super, super clean products. I think that's something that we realized early on just wasn't really happening. You'd either get kind of one or the other, right? You'd get the result, but it had nasty stuff in it, right? Um, and unclean things, ingredients, et cetera. Or you would just go for the clean route and you wouldn't really get the result that you were looking for too. That's the basis of what a cosmeceutical is. It's bioactive ingredients at a certain efficacy so that you see that result. That's kind of what drives our whole brand, right? We need things clean. Um, we need things to provide results. And it's very reflective of our own personalities and lives. That's for sure. So it's kind of a one-two punch of how we created the brand. And I'll let Amy go about explaining our long list of ingredients because that's her specialty. Yeah, well, I mean, just wanting to say one more thing at that point, it's like we've all had deodorants or toothpaste or clean products that are so clean, but then if they don't work, going to go back to tried and true products. So that's with each of our products, we wanted to make sure that it was, yeah, giving you the results that you want so that you don't just go back to the products that I don't want to say bad, but just kind of your tried and true. We want these to be your higher standard and ones that are clean and you can feel super confident about the ingredients, but also know, especially as women, I feel like you definitely want your products to to work. You know, you're going to go into your ones that work and probably are going to do that the expense of the ingredients at the end of the day. But yeah, so that's kind of what we wanted to develop with each of our products but then also we wanted to add in more layers because of different things that were important to us for example i had gone through an autoimmune journey and learned a lot about toxins and heavy metals and mold exposure and so one of the things that we did as like an extra layer on top of what we don't include in our products so that we actually third-party test all of our all of our products for heavy metal, molds, toxins, and then we publish those results live on our site. So anyone can go see and verify that for themselves. And we're very transparent about that. It's actually one of like the core pillars of our brand is transparency and just educating our consumers or even if it's someone just all looking and who hasn't bought a product, we're here to educate and be a resource. I, I love that you guys kind of reverse engineered this brand. It's like, it's, it's so clear on like, you kind of set the tone. So, so early on in the building stage of like, we're not going to do this. We're not going to use these products. Like you said, I think Austin, you, you start with the no's in order to get like, get to the yeses. But Hannah, even to your point, I love what you said about these clean products actually like delivering, because I mean, you brought up deodorant. I feel like that's the most notorious thing where it's like, we all want to clean deodorant. I mean, I think there's maybe one or two that I feel like are like kind of worth the investment of it actually working. And if not, it's I'm, we're going to go back to the Dove or to the X, Y, and Z that's in Target. Yeah. Well, personally, honestly, deodorant is like the perfect 
it, it can work and it's good or it's clean and it doesn't good. work, right? Because like one thing that we focus on is being, like Shanna said, free of heavy metals, right? And toxins. Those heavy metals in your deodorant tend to clog your pores so you can't sweat, right? So if you don't have those, you're not going to actually sweat like you should, which is the whole point of deodorant. But then if you take the heavy metals out, right, you're sweating and it doesn't work as well. So it's like, where's the fine balance? Is there something else that's better than putting heavy metals in a deodorant that can actually stop you from sweating or at least limit your sweating to a certain extent or just make it all better? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So as you guys are building this brand, who are you guys looking to? Were there any brands or entrepreneurs that were like influencing you and how you wanted to create standard? Like who who was maybe the biggest inspiration or, you know, what brand were you guys kind of looking at as like, wow, that's the perfect blueprint for how we want to create this brand? That's interesting. Honestly, I've never heard that question because I didn't really have one. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I looked at other products and in my personal experiences. I think that's where real product innovation comes from. Obviously, we have mentors in certain spaces that have taught us a lot of things. But as far as this brand, I think I looked internally more than anything. And I looked at others to see like what they like just as a common consumer, because that's really what the, that's how you're going to sell a product, right? And that's how you're going to educate people. It's looking at the general consumer, not just one person, your friend, your family, things like that. Those aren't something that you can really build a brand off of. In my opinion. I think that looking at my own experiences, I just didn't know. Um, I was a soccer player for like 19 years of my life. So all I did was run, get all the amount of cardio in. So that means I also got to eat whatever I want. And what I didn't really pay attention to what I put in my body, much less on my body and how it was affecting like the performance behind that. When I looked at Hannah, who I would say is the main expert in like reading labels and things like that, I was like kind of confused. I was like, well, you're telling me everything that I'm pretty much putting into my body or onto my body is not that good for it, right? In a world where it's super consumer based in a world where they're out there to sell as much as they can for as big as profit margin as they can. What it comes down to and my biggest experience that led me to the list of no's is actually a lot of the experience that we've had within the CPG industry. You see labels like USDA organic and the things that are kind of provided to you on a government standard. And it's really just not 100% organic. It's actually 95% organic. We kind of took it to a higher standard as to our brand. Uh, We want everything 100% or 0%, right? We want to be able to let you know if it does or doesn't have it at that zero to a hundred cent scale, nothing like 50, 50, nothing kind of in the gray area of, of confusion when it comes to marketing, because really that's what marketing kind of tends to do. It puts certain bad things in a good light. If you're really good at marketing, that's what you do very well. We skip that step because you're putting it on your body and your body's supposed to be safer and it's supposed to be looked after. If you kind of cross that line, someone won, someone's always going to call you out. Like you can see millions and millions of skincare reviews that have either like, yeah, you might have nine out of 10. And then the 10 first is like, I hate this because this has this and maybe do fit. And then this can break out. Our goal is to really make this accessible to all skin types and ensure that like we, one, we can never get called out, obviously, but two, like we can never get called out because it's perfect. That would be the goal. Right. Yeah. As far as inspiration, though, I would say the other reason there's not exact inspiration for this brand is because we, we couldn't find it. There was brands that we took inspiration for that, you know, we're obviously big fans of like SkinCeuticals, amazing medical grade skincare. And there's nature of things that they have mutual products that can live anywhere in your home. They're like an art piece. And there's, yeah, different brands that even just on a brand level we were inspired by, but no brand was kind of hitting that accessible luxury price point 
with medical grade products that were also clean ingredients that you could have a lot of confidence in. So it was kind of for us developing standard was developing what we didn't see. Wow. I mean, I think that's such an incredible answer because that's not the typical answer I get from entrepreneurs. Usually they look at one brand, right? Or they look at, again, if we look like, let's just say I do a lot of work in the beverage category. Yeah. Every beverage category right now that has any aspect of functionality is looking at Poppy and Olipop. And looking at just the whole renaissance that is the soda category. So it's really interesting to hear that you guys have really kind of looked inward. And like you said, at your own experiences and where you want to take the brand and where you saw the gap. And again, have like reverse engineered this product and this brand. I think it's honestly super impressive. I I would love to hear your guys' take on marketing. Because it's you guys kind of keep mentioning and hinting at the marketing of the brand. And again, we're talking about a super saturated category. So I want to hear how what your plans are for standard and how you're planning on reaching, you know, this consumer when again we're we're so kind of already in the mix of like there's so much skincare out there. Where do we look, you know, where do we look to? Yeah. I think it comes down to a little bit of what we were talking about earlier, like transparency of what you're truly doing. Like I said, you can make bad things look good with good marketing. That's something that we just kind of strayed away from on this brand. We didn't want to. We didn't see it necessary because it's affecting your daily and your personal life as well as your body and how it functions. I think we take a holistically like educational stance on all of our marketing. If you look at our TikTok, a lot of it doesn't even have to do with our product. Like, yeah, so you'll see our products obviously pop up as somewhat of a solution and things like that. Um, but you'll just see like general skincare advice, what not to use, what to use in general in your routines. So I think that's the stance that we're looking. And if the consumer learns something, right, and learns about skincare, then they're going to know that we're the best one is kind of our take on things. And they're going to know that we're the cleanest one out there because there's a lot that people just hide. We don't think that that's the way to do things, especially for skincare, especially in the health realm. And it's just unnecessary. Like you said, a lot of entrepreneurs are looking at balance sheets and they're looking at numbers and how to make the most money, how to make sales goals, things like that. We decided from the very beginning, like obviously, yeah, you need a sustainable business behind it. But no matter how fast or slow we grew, we wanted to keep our core values in place. Which I think is abnormal in today's world. But yeah, that's how we started. Yeah, I also would say that's kind of both of our background as well. So like we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, both of us have worked mostly in marketing or a lot of other wellness CPG brands. And so we kind of took a lot of what we learned in all of those spheres and kind of brought it to standard, also bringing a community of people with us. So being based out of LA, when we initially launched the brand, we were able to do some kind of bigger than life activations from an early standpoint that I think also kind of helped the brand feel bigger from an early stage. I do think that there are a lot of skincare brands. We're definitely not unaware of that. And we're kind of excited to tackle that for ourselves. But I think there's also room, there's room for everyone. There's, if you are willing to grind it out, I think that we've never looked at competition like, oh, there's, you know, not enough room for everyone. There definitely is. But I think our products also stand out a lot as far as the branding goes so on a shelf it's definitely in just in general the products are something that stand out and are differentiated just in and of themselves and then when you dive deeper into it and you find out too that under the layers it's also 
clean. It's also results driven. I think there's a lot of value proposition to the products themselves. And when we build out the product line too, I think it will also be really exciting. Well, that's just the perfect lead up for my next question. So what's next? I mean, I feel like, again, there's been this era of, you know, you guys talking about self-care, you guys talking about Maybe this is a little bit bigger than, you know, just what we're tackling on the face region of skin. So what what is next for standard self-care? We want to dive in more to skincare just to kind of round out a full skincare routine where we are super proud to have launched with three products. I know a lot of exceptional brands. Yeah. I you like Clear Stem who had one product for years. So oh, the yeah. fact that we launched with three, we're super proud of that. But we're excited to kind of round out the skincare routine so you have a complete collection and then also to develop into other areas of self-care so maybe into the supplement realm you might see some of that and um, just different things that can help you in your self-care routines it's so difficult to like give people excess information nowadays right yeah you're asking about it and that was our super PR response, right? Um, great. great. We're also looking at like a yeah, we're also looking at like a bunch of samples that we just got in that we're testing oh. at right now. And we're like, oh, we do what we we're always like really excited about it, right? You always want to tell people right. what the next greatest thing is. Um, but sometimes yeah. the best things you have to wait a little bit for. Um, we're definitely focused on still kind of skin, face, and body for sure in the next couple rounds here, I would say. And then yeah, like you said. I'm a big supplement guy. Like I love to work out. I know that there's a lot of health sure. benefits that just compound when you work out and supplement in your life. Like they help you, right? In your everyday performance, both at work, mentally, physically, and everything in between. That's what I'm looking forward to most. That's for sure. Something for the guys. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> well, um, it's interesting because I never even had a skin, like a large skincare routine. Right? I use like a charcoal cleanser that pretty much took yeah. Me five layers off of my skin every time I used it. Yeah. I just didn't know, right? And that's why we yeah. focus so much around education. Once you know, it's kind of ingrained in your head that like, this will make your life better or worse. So it's your decision at the end of the day to choose the right thing to make your life better. Yeah, and as we enter supplements, I think we're excited to kind of take our same lens that we took for skincare into it. So having the high standards, having our list of no's, having our extensive testing, translating that into the supplement realm. Wow. So incredible. And, you know, I love you both. You both have just such an, like an era of understanding, I think this, this industry in this world, which I'm really excited to see what comes from you guys. So, you know, as we kind of round this out, where, where can everyone find you? How can they shop standard? I mean, again, you guys, I've been using their products, what I think for maybe the last month, I think you guys sent it over and it's been, it's, you know, really awesome what at least I've seen with my skin. Also, to your point, the eye cream, I really have been just blind leading the blind on what kind of eye cream I could be using, <laughs> but I have noticed a difference. So, you know, where can everyone find you? How can they shop it? You know, should they try the free products first? Give us the whole rundown. Yeah. So you can find standard at standardselfcare.com website and then all of our social handles are also at standard self-care we're on basically every platform but we're very active on instagram and tiktok we also have a discount code for your audience here so if anyone wants to try standard they can use influence 40 
for 40% off their first purchase. Wow. That's um, for standard for myself. It's just at Hannah Minardi and then Austin. Mine's a little different. It's the goat of the ground. <laughs> we love it. We love a good IG name. Yeah, there's a whole story <laughs> behind that that we won't talk about on here. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, marketable. Well, you guys- it's marketable. That's the key. There you go. There you go. It's it's a draw for sure. Well, that's a really awesome healthy discount. We'll definitely put that in the show notes for everyone. Hannah and Austin, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. We will definitely be diving in to more standard self-care and watching you guys and seeing what's to come. So thank you so much for going under the influence with us. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much, Brittany. It was a pleasure.